Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but why? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> This is our fucking city, and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. All right, welcome back to your favorite Red Sox podcast that doesn't have a name, that can't use the word Red Sox or what it's really called. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night. Red Sox just salvaged the series against the New York Yankees. We got Pat, we got Pete, we got Tyler, we got Jake, we got a full house going. It's a first podcast that we've done with real baseball games with Pat Light under the umbrella. The first one with Tyler. Uh, and, and Pete, this is, this is your first podcast talking actual Red Sox games since, what, 2017? I don't know how many years, but yeah, it's been on several years in which I was brought on to like seriously discuss the Red Sox. Every time I returned was like a Friendsgiving thing. Yeah, I think I think twenty seven. Did you finish out the twenty seventeen season? Or I did. It was, it was when I moved to New York. Yeah, I finished out that season. Like they were in the playoffs, I believe. Uh, and then I finished right after the playoffs ended. That was uh, I tell that story all the time about the twenty seventeen Red Sox. They were a first place division winning baseball team, and I was sitting at my desk, and someone had sent me this hype video, and I was about to blog it before the first game of the playoffs. And I just deleted it. I was like, I don't, I was like, this, this isn't going anywhere. I was like, this, this is a division winner, but this team actually kind of sucks. Like I, the 2017 season might be one of, if not the most forgettable first place Red Sox team that I think I've ever experienced in my life. If you're asking for a comment from me on that, I, I could barely tell you what happened like four days ago. Never mind in 2017. Yeah. Who Pat, was on that team? On that team, right? I Pat, was not. Pat on got traded sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen yeah. deadline. Well, that team sucked too. That was that was a first place team that I don't. I mean that that team got dusted by the Indians. The twenty seventeen team got dusted by the Astros. And I think the the turning point was really no offense. It was the Palite trade. It was kind of just like, all right, we're not we're not going to stand for her, um, <laughs> you know. Like we want good players on this team, and that it started there. I think it really the exclamation point was adding JD Martinez, and, and we'll talk about JD Martinez in a little bit. But you know, halfway through 2016, when uh, the Pat Light trade went down, they were like, first rounder doesn't really matter. Like we only want good players on this team, and that was. How did you feel about that at the time, Pat? I loved the trade, honestly. <laughs> I was, you did? Yeah, I was thrilled. Well, anytime you're because I was a minor league, I only had a couple weeks in the big leagues at that point. And if, when mm-hmm. you get a one for one as a as a minor leaguer for a big leaguer, you know you're probably going to that next team and playing in the big leagues for the majority of the season. So right. uh, I was thrilled. I was going to the worst team in baseball. I was going to play all the time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm. Mm. I don't like that it makes sense, but yeah. I get it. <laughs> First series of the season happens to be against uh, the New York Yankees. Uh, this was this is where the Yankees season left off last year. Uh, their season ended at Fenway Park with Garrett Cole going up against Nathan Avaldi. That was the pitching matchup in Game One of this series. Um, 
Uh, we're going to talk. And the other thing too, uh, I can't remember if we mentioned this, Jake, about the soundboard. I don't know if we mentioned that on the air, but we're going to have like the ability to drop in audio to react during the podcast. Like when we're actually doing it, we don't have like it's sitting over here. It's not set up yet. Uh, but when we do, let's just say hypothetically, we did have it set up, ready to go. Uh, we would be breaking down immediately the uh, audio from from Garrett Cole. Uh, Garrett Cole basically blaming Billy Crystal for why uh, he gave up three first inning runs, a second deck home run to Rafael Devers in the first inning, uh, all because there was a four-minute delay to the start of the game because, I don't know, Garrett, it was fucking opening day, dude. Like, if you're the opening day starter, and I would imagine he's been the opening day starter seven times in his career, maybe more, uh, to anticipate some sort of ceremony before the game uh, and to complain about it when it was four minutes. There was a four minute. I, I could under, like, I can level with you because I know that like baseball players, pitchers specifically, are creatures of habit. Um, but it's let's just say it was a 15 minute delay. All right, fine. Yeah, that's going to throw you off. That's that's almost like a full inning that you just had to sit there uh, after you had gotten warmed up for the game. Four minutes. Pat, can you speak to that from I, I know that you weren't a starting pitcher, but like how much would four minutes throw you off your preparation? Uh, not a whole lot. I, I was a, keep in mind, I was a starting pitcher for the majority of my baseball career, just not the majority of my professional career. Um, mm -hmm. So I had I was the same way. You have like that routine that you go through, and it is pretty much down to the minute of when you're supposed to start things. Specifically, there are a lot of base, a lot of pitchers that were worse than I was. But uh, four minutes is, and he's reaching for excuses of why he, why he sucked in the first inning. Uh, it's not the four minute delay unless he's that big of a mental midget. Uh, then maybe it did. But it, it, we've it, we've already been recording for over four minutes. Yeah. So it's like we we barely we haven't even talked about one of the games yet. Yeah, no, there's n in no way is that. And again, if he's a, that big of a mental midget, he probably not worth the contract he got in New York. Um, so I would sincerely hope that's not the reason he gave up three runs. Not that's, to not that's, to like go. I was gonna say that's like uh, there's a really real no win situation from complaining about that because on one hand <laughs> you're you just you sound like a bitch, and on the other hand. You also are like, yeah, I can't handle even the least bit of adversity. I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at my job. But what's even worse is that Yankees Twitter is out there pushing that video. Like, look at this guy. Look at how much he cares. Look at how fired up he is. It's so cringy. It's just again and again. I, I think the whole thing with Garrett Cole, and this goes back to last year where he was borderline in tears talking about um the the sticky stuff and that's where for Pete's sake came from I'll never I'll never forget the for Pete's sake um legitimate I'm not even exaggerating was borderline in tears talking about this situation um if I were a Yankee fan I don't know that I could I could back this guy and, and it's not one of those well it's easier said than done and it's like no I mean th there have been players and bought like w when Adrian Gonzalez did the whole like uh, blaming God for the uh, the Red Sox losing in 2011 there were a lot of fans who were like yeah I don't know if I can back that I, I don't know I don't know if we're, we're gonna go after the big man for the reason why uh, the Red Sox collapsed at the end of the 2011 season and if Garrett Cole were on the Boston Red Sox and he were pulling the same shit here about 
well, for Pete's sake, man, you know, we just can, can someone fucking help us out here? It's like, and, and to do that and then complain about the, the start of opening day when you fucking know that there are going to be pregame festivities as there are for every opening day as there has been since the beginning of time. I, I can't get behind it. I can't I can't be like, you know what? I, I level with this guy. I see the vision. I see where he's coming from. Um, didn't matter though. Red Sox lose on opening day. Uh, what do they have? Five five blown leads by uh, like the third inning of of the series finale or something like that. Uh, it felt like it felt like a series that the Red Sox could have at least taken two out of three. Probably should have won. Opening day, uh, I'll give I'll give the middle game to New York in terms of um, I mean the Red Sox didn't do shit with runners in scoring position in in the second game of that series, so it's not really like oh they should have had that one, uh, but in terms of blowing leads, getting out to early leads, the Verdugo home run in game two just could not build any momentum whatsoever. Um, but again, I'm not going to overanalyze. The first three games of the season. It's the first three games of the season. I don't know if you guys saw that tweet from that dude. By the way, I respect this dude a lot because I want to say he's been following me since 2014, 15 is probably when I first noticed him. He thinks that the season's over every year, <laughs> every year. He tweeted me. I'll give him, I'll even give his handle a shout out because if you want to like dig through his tweets to just fact check how negative he is. Um, this was in the third inning of Sunday night's game. This is an absolute tank year. Xander <laughs> is leaving for nothing. Might as well trade him for something. This team is <laughs> this team is going to not only finish fourth, but not sniff the playoffs. They need a complete teardown. It was halfway through the third game of a 162 game season. Hell yeah, this brother. Is, That's passion. This is, <laughs> this is every caller who calls into 98.5. This is the exact reaction you get every single time. I don't get I mean, like I feel like the people that listen to this podcast that I've thanked Mike Felger for this. I was like, you're so negative about baseball that the the fans that actually want to hear positive reaction to their baseball team that they come here because Felger will just bash them and and talk about how miserable. I mean, I, I think it was 2013, maybe even 2018. The Red Sox won like 108 games. Maz, Maz was like, eh, maybe. <laughs> 2013, I remember like Felger and Maz were like, eh, no, I don't know. I don't see it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the, the sky is falling fans are always great for entertainment. I, I welcome those those takes. Uh, it can't all be sunshine and, and, and roses or whatever the fuck the phrase is. I just think you look at the first game. It's like you had two home runs, two unicorn home runs in that game. You play in any other ballpark except there. The Red Sox win that game. Then you had everyone crying about the bullpen going back and forth the first couple games. They ended up pitching really well in this series. And I think if you're going to hold Alex Cora on one thing, it was letting Nick Pavetta go into the sixth in the second game. He didn't trust the bullpen. And what I love about Cora is he's always told these guys or showed them, like, I trust you. Like, Everybody else might not trust you, but I'm going to give you your chances. It felt like that was the one time where he kind of didn't do that. And you got burnt. Nick Pavetta's throwing 91-92 in the sixth inning. But overall, you look at the series as a whole, I don't know how you don't walk away feeling pretty good considering the arms you're down. You're missing Matt Barnes. We'll see what ends up happening when he gets to Detroit. But still, to make it this far, to win this last game the way you did, I think the bullpen made a major statement. You just got to hope the offense is going to start swinging. And if there's one team or one part of this team you bet on, it's the offense. So that's kind of where I wanted to start. Like I wanted to make fun of Garrett Cole first, but 
if people are listening to this on Monday morning, they're probably you know riding high from from the win on Sunday night. And Jake Diekman, Jake Diekman, fucking thirty five years old, uh, wasn't very good last year. Was outstanding in the in the COVID shortened season in twenty twenty. I think he gave up like two runs all season. Uh, comes over the Red Sox, no real fanfare from that signing. And with Matt Barnes having the the issues with his back and so far not going to the injured list, but was unavailable in this series in New York. And so now you find yourself in a 4-3 ball game in the ninth inning in the Bronx. And Hansel Robles had the eighth inning, no damage. And I believe his numbers against Judge were pretty good. I think Judge was like one for seven maybe or something mm-hmm. like that in his career. Um, so I thought, all right, maybe does Robles come out for judge? Uh, he didn't Jake Diekman got the ninth struck out judge. It was good at bat. It was good at bat by judge. Obviously he battled there. Um, got judge, got Stanton and then just abused. He abused Joey Gallo. I felt bad for Joey Gallo after that at bat. That 1-0 slider that looked like it was going to take his fucking head off, but it was a strike at the top of the zone. Uh, that that made me sexually aroused, that that 1-0 slider. Go back and and watch the, uh, the video clip if you didn't see last night's game. Um, am I going to get comfortable and sit here and be like, all right, I've seen enough. Jake Diekman is the closer of the Boston Red Sox. No. Uh, but was it nice to kind of roll the dice and have it work out in your favor here? Yeah. I mean, judging on the reaction uh, on Red Sox Twitter, when Jake Diekman was warming up before the ninth inning, a lot of people were like, oh, fuck. And then you got what you got. He punched out the side Red Sox win a one, uh, a one run ball game. Uh, and you got to win those games. You have to win the one run games. Uh, so I was very, I was very pleasantly surprised with what we saw on Sunday night. Good job. This is going to be the issue with this podcast is no one's going to know like who, like when to speak or like who's, who's supposed to go next. Um, we're going to figure that out. We're going to figure that out. Hey, it's a new roster. It's a new year. Uh, we're going to get there. And you know what, Pat? We learn, we learn from our mistakes. Sometimes Always. you know we're, we're going to get better every single show. That's, that's our promise to the fans of this podcast that doesn't have a name, still somehow debuted as the number two sports podcast in the world. Love to see that. The number two sports podcast in the world is this one that you're listening to right now, and we have no idea what the fuck it's called. It's something about the Red Sox. I don't know. I don't know what direction we're gonna go in here. Actually, I was talking to uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who said it was it was funny because you can tell like you're not supposed to say Section Ten, but you said the phrase section 10 24 times in the first five minutes of the first episode. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, whatever. I said it. Uh, we, that was a thing. We can acknowledge that that, that podcast existed. Um, it may still exist. We don't, we don't really know. Um, so we'll, we'll figure that out anyways. Uh, why don't I just for now until, until people know, uh, when to jump in, uh, Pete, what is, did, first of all, did you, did you watch the game? I watched all three games, Jared. Fuck yeah, watched you did. all three games. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I also feel like I'm in a classroom right now. And like the teacher's like, all right, let's go around in circle. Let's break the ice. Let's get to know each other. We're going to be here for a while. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll raise my hand and go first. 
What was the question? <laughs> um, <laughs> why, why don't you just give? Why don't you give me your thoughts from uh, from the whole weekend since you watched all three games? Uh, baseball, good. Glad to have it back. Big mm-hmm. fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Red Sox. I am. I am very concerned about the bullpen. Still, that mm-hmm. uh, has not changed. Yeah, kind of shitting bricks every time they have to turn it over. Uh, especially when you're playing in a baseball stadium made for ants. Uh, that was a bit concerning. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I like the group. I like the team. Offense shouldn't be an issue. A lot of pop. Glad to see Bobby D got on the board pretty early on. I think he's going to have a monster season. But uh, yeah, the pitching still very much scares me, especially looking at what the Blue Jays are doing already. Mm. They lost today. They fucking hit four home I runs know. and got, still got smoked. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Um, Pat, did you did you watch any of the games? <laughs> uh, here and there. Here and there. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, checked I got in? Some, I got checked in every now and again. Mainly yeah. on opening day. And, you know, mm-hmm. I um, saw a few pitches here and there. It's crazy. It was a really, really good uh, series. Really loved what, you- <laughs> what I saw on Sunday. <laughs> did you watch any of the game on Sunday? Um, <clears throat> define watch. <laughs> This is a wild dynamic because now I feel like I'm podcasting with me like five years ago. Right. Where it's just like, oh, okay. So now I'm like, am I now Steve? Shit. Mm -hmm. How did this happen? Uh, uh, Did you, what what did you see, Pat, on Sunday? Uh, On Sunday, I didn't see a whole lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, overall, I can give some thoughts. I -hmm. will say that I'm I'm still concerned about our pitching because I don't think we're very good there. But um, I came out of this I'm more upset about our, our hitting, and uh, that I think is going to be there all year. So I'm actually pleasantly surprised with a uh, with the, this past weekend and how it went. I uh, I feel like Tyler may have a similar thought as as me here. Um, biggest pleasant surprise for you this weekend. Biggest pleasant surprise for me this weekend. I'm looking for a name, not like a dynamic. Um, guy that stuck out to me the most. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of different ways you can go with it. I thought Cutter Crawford today kind of finally getting in there. That's, yeah. Yes. Finally, That's the guy. Yeah. Listen, the first game, he got thrown into an impossible situation. Like we know he came in and he made that one start. But for that, you know, to make the opening day roster after being completely off the map, Josh Johnson, whatever, walk off, good for you. Game three, though, come in today. You saw the stuff tick up. Uh, went probably a little too long with that last batter. We saw the velo came down a little bit. But I thought this is a guy, and what I hate, I understand the Garrett Whitlock comparison, right? Everybody wants to make it. We've seen what Garrett Whitlock's become. I like Cutter Crawford, but putting that expectation on him is almost impossible. You're talking about a guy in Garrett Whitlock who has a true starter arsenal like out there, and he's going to dominate in the bullpen like he does. But I think in Cutter Crawford, you have a really solid arm that can go two-ish innings, you know, sit 96, 98, has some funky moving stuff. That's the kind of arm this Red Sox bullpen is going to need, especially the first month where these starters aren't stretched out. But in general, I think until Chris Sale and Paxton and all these guys come back, a lot of these starters in this rotation aren't going to go deep into games. If if we had Cutter Crawford on this podcast, the first question I would want to ask him is, did you... Did you learn a cutter because that's your name? Like if he 
if he's a reliever, like I'm sure at some point he was probably just like four seam, two seam, maybe a change up, maybe a curveball, maybe a slider. But I feel like if your name is Cutter Crawford, you you have to throw a cutter. You have to. But yeah, I, I don't know that you have a choice there. It's almost insulting if you don't. Um, but I don't know. I, I look at where Cutter Crawford is right now. And just to get your feet wet where you are, you know, in a series like this, I don't think Alex Cora, and I don't think he's on the fringe here. I don't think this is one of the guys when May 1st comes around, you know, he'll be one of the names pushed off the block, you know, to get back down to 26. I think he's someone they're going to have to lean on. And I have real concerns. I think Ryan Brazier. I, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried about Ryan Brazier at this point. I think he left a lot out there down the stretch last season. Um, but he's by far, just in terms of stuff, he's one of the best in the entire bullpen. I think Matt Strom's another one of those guys that popped in that way too. Um, but these multi-inning relievers, I think they're going to be the story of the first few months. Yeah. Yeah. Also, by the way, shout out to Garrett Whitlock for your extension. For your extension for Garrett Whitlock. Uh, Thank shout you, out Heim. to Heim. Yeah. Fucking Heim Bloom just going out there. Mr. Getting Heim. a rule five guy. Yeah, I saw that. What the fuck was up with that? Garrett Whitlock called him Mr. Heim. I like it. Mr. I like it. Mr. Heim. I feel like that probably made him very uncomfortable knowing Heim to he's, some extent. He just seems like the nicest dude. He's so friendly. There's so much respect there. Like, it's almost like a schoolboy, like talking to his teacher. And I, I don't know what it is, but even when he talks to the media and stuff, I don't know if there's a guy who talks to everybody that friendly. Not that any guy on the team's an asshole or one way or another, but he's just always so polite, whatever it is. Even if it's a bad game or whatever, you know, after opening day. Tough spot with the DJ LeMayu homer. He's sitting in the, you know, locker room and doesn't even give a damn. Happy, talking, just excited to be there. That's two schoolboy references in the first 15 minutes, by the way. I think we're kind of at our quota for this episode. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, the Alex Verdugo home run in game two, we saw the reaction to him pointing to the fans in left field. I can't remember it when when he came on the podcast. I think he talked about how he he legitimately fucking hates those people. <laughs> like, they were saying mean shit. I remember what was it twenty nineteen. I was in right field at Yankee Stadium, and I forget her name now. Uh, but J D Martinez was standing in right field at Yankee Stadium. And these fans were like chanting this girl's name. And I forget her name, but I texted him after the game. I was like, who is so-and-so? And And he's like, that was like my ex-girlfriend in college or something like that. Like they're, they're fucking ruthless. Like you can't always hear it on TV, like the stuff that they're saying. So for a guy like Verdugo to hit a home run at Yankee Stadium and then immediately taunt the fans that were positioned behind where he plays in left field, they were probably saying some some questionable shit that's that's the beauty of playing uh at yankee stadium and for kind of like i I don't really know kike that well at all but he seems like a guy that on one hand he'll have this like fun loving personality and then on another hand he seems like a guy uh that like doesn't take any shit so for him to be mic'd up on sunday night baseball that to me felt like something that I was I was very surprised that he agreed to do it. I was very surprised that he agreed to do it. He seemed like 
my impression that I get from him is that he's more along the lines of someone that would be like, no, f- no, like a fucking, no, I don't want to do an, I don't want to do an interview period. Uh, but no, I don't want to be answering your questions while I'm trying to fucking focus standing in center field at Yankee stadium while I'm getting chirped behind me. And then I have, uh, John Carlos Stanton. Did you see that graphic? John Carlos Stanton has, <clears throat> I think it's, he has the hardest hit balls in 16 big league ballparks, like all time. It's like, all right, I need to focus because I I could fucking literally die out here. Uh, have you seen that lineup? I was very surprised um, that Kike uh, was the person that was, was mic'd up for that segment. It did. A lot of it did have like the first few minutes of that interview had very much like I absolutely don't want to be here energy to it. Like in a way that like he was like kind of being a little bit dickish about it, but in like a, I'm just letting you know that I think this is bullshit kind of way, not being rude. He, I think he eventually warmed up to it. Uh, but I do think that he was annoyed that he had had to field like four balls that were hit directly to him. It was right after he caved too, right? Yeah, it was like, a th- tough, a very tough inning for him to have to go out there and boot up the mic. Not also, they, also, they didn't really like prepare questions for him. So they were just like, how's the weather out there right now? And he's like, it's fucking cold. Well, you got anything better for me? They're like, they were asking him to carry the broadcast for a half inning. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very surprising. Again, that he agreed. Who did he say? Because when he was coming off the field. He said someone nominated him to do it, and then he nominated Ozzy Albies to do it next. So I think that's probably why he did it, was that some other big leaguer was like, I nominate Kike to do it. I can't remember who the big leaguer was, though. Does he like Ozzy Albies? Because it would have been hilarious if you just had like a vendetta against him, and he was like, that fucking sucked, and now this guy's (laughs) got to do it next. If I had to do this, now you do. Patrick, who who would you who would you nominate to uh, be mic'd up for for an inning? Um, I want Chris Sale while starting. How the f- <laughs> while, while starting? <laughs> I want him on the mound talking to me. Oh, and carrying the interview. <laughs> he has a full conversation. Uh, here's a question, Pat: question. Has, has any uh, major league outfielder ever? Uh, told you to suck their dick i'm sure throughout my career maybe but uh not nothing's coming to my head right now all right cool i still lead in that category for this podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. who told was that jake Jared, do you remember yeah jake marisnick right i or no, no, no colby rasmus? yeah it's colby rasmus yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but jake marisnick yeah. jake marisnick had some not so nice things to say too Wait, Jake Marisnik is someone that also said things to you? Yeah, they were both they were both on the Astros that year. Colby Rasmus told you to suck his dick. Yes. Why? And <laughs> because we were just heckling the shit out of both of them all game long. And Jake Marisnik was hitting like 095 at that point in the year. So <laughs> he probably got it the worst. Uh and then Colby Rasmus at one point just turned around and just let it rip. And just What did what did Jake Marisnik say? Uh, I don't I don't remember anything specific, but I very, very much remember that he wasn't happy. And then Colby Rasmus had the most emphatic suck my dick of all time that's ever been shouted through through inside the walls at Fenway. Interesting. Pat, did you ever did you pitch in Yankee Stadium? No, no. 
Never pitched Never in Yankee played. Stadium. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've heard I some bad bad stories about pitchers warming up in Yankee Stadium. I don't know how anything could be worse than Fenway. Really? It's right there. <laughs> yeah, that is you get true. The, if you get the wrong people, they might as well be standing there with you on the mound if you're in a visitor's bullpen. It is crazy that, like, after all these years, that still exists. Mm. It seems like a fan can legitimately punch a player that's warming up in the bullpen. Who cares? (laughs) I mean, I don't want it to change. I hate the fact that, like, all these big-ass stadiums now have so much room that you're, like, that the hatred is kind of sucked out of it a little bit. Like, the old-school Yankee Stadium was so on top of each other that it was insane when that crowd was into it. That was like what? 2018. Uh, I forget who the pitching coach was, but he was, he was almost in, in tears talking about uh, the Red Sox bullpen being too close or no, the, the, the visitors bullpen being too close to the fans and that, I mean like the bullpens, I believe were constructed in the forties for Ted Williams because uh, Ted Williams, obviously being a left-handed, not home run hitter, but he did hit 521 career home runs. Um, they wanted to move the fences in and right field for Ted Williams. So that's why the bullpens are where they are. And then coincidentally, I don't think Ted Williams hit very many home runs into the bullpen. I think he just hit them over the bullpen anyway. Um, but that's why they are where they are is because of old fucking Teddy Frozen. Uh, <clears throat> I, I still let's talk about this. How are bullpens on the field still a thing? That's, That's like crazy. along the lines. Yes. Was it which, soon to be which, extinct? Yeah. Which ballpark? I want to say San Francisco. They built the ballpark and then forgot to put the bullpens anywhere. So they were like, I guess, I guess they're just here. Mm. I think it's ridiculous. Mainly from a guy who had control issues. So I feel like I was just going to interrupt the game all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That would not be my number one concern, but that that was by far my number one concern. When these the the people on the in the stands, I give two shits what they're saying to me. But it's uh, you know, next thing you know, you hit the guy on the on deck circle, the game stops. It's a whole thing. I sort of had that conversation with my buddies while watching the Masters. They were like, I absolutely cannot tee off with this many people watching on either side of me. I would absolutely kill somebody that was pat's thought process while warming up at a major league mm-hmm. bullpen on the sidelines <laughs> yeah it was terrifying terrifying what ballpark are you thinking of specifically when you say that well i didn't never did it in the big leagues but <clears throat> i there was a ton in in triple a that were just always on the damn field and like i used to like especially towards the end of my career when i really couldn't throw a strike i remember being like what like I'd be like have sweaty palms like, going up to the damn mountain work to start getting going to the game. I like the game was so much easier for me than than the bullpen, the warming up for. I was like, yeah, I'll just I'll go warm up out there. <laughs> There's only Wait, like a right. few that still have them, right? Yeah, uh, San Francisco's still in there. Uh, Oakland, Chicago, Oakland, oh, Chicago, Tampa, away. Tampa, Tampa. I think Wrigley horrible. didn't Wrigley put them in the yeah in, in the, the IV, walls. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They moved those. <clears throat> I did see the video. Patrick, mm-hmm. um, it was yesterday or today that you threw out a first pitch at, uh, yeah, it was Logan. like a youth baseball game. 
Yeah, little. So it was like the opening ceremonies for Little League Baseball here in Hoboken. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. While you were getting ready to go out there to <laughs> to throw out the first pitch, be honest. Like, did did the thought cross your mind that like if I if I airmail one here, like that's that's going to go places on the internet? <laughs> it did not cross my mind. What I was going to do was because the mayor was catching it. What I was mm-hmm. going to do was absolutely like really throw one really hard yeah. um but like way over his head so like there's no chance i hurt the mayor um yeah. i thought that would be funny but uh i probably would hurt myself because i i was late uh so i i why are you late pat so hold on so <laughs> <laughs> he asked me we went to dinner on thursday or i think it was thursday and he asked me there to do it and he said a time between 10 30 and 11 probably like 10 45 i was like no problem. I go out the night before on Friday, but nothing mm-hmm. crazy. I actually uh, I go out with this nice young lady for drinks in the city. Um, we come home, have a few more drinks at a bar here in Hoboken, but I'm home by like 1130. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing crazy. I wake mm-hmm. up a little hungover, but nothing. Again, I'm fine. Yeah. And um, he shoots me a text being like, hey, sorry, we moving this bad boy up 1015. I need you here. And it's like nine, I need you here, Pat. I was like, "This is nine forty-five. I'm walking there, so it's like only like it's like a fifteen-minute walk. So I got, I got, I got to get going here. Mm-hmm. So I, he's like texting me, "Where am I? Where am I? They're stalling for me." So I show up like ten twenty-five, uh, and I literally walk onto the mound, grab the ball, throw it to the mayor, take a picture, and leave. <laughs> exactly the exact thing that happened. I mean. I- I, I don't mean this as an insult to you. Of course you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but how how important was it that that Pat Light throws out this first pitch? Like, why couldn't the mayor throw out the first pitch to some schmuck catching it? So, fun fact: the reason why uh, the reason why uh, he couldn't do it, and why he asked me to do it, was it is the mayor that typically does it. The reason mm. he asked me is because he has the yips. He was throwing. He was throwing. Uh, he told me, me that he was throwing batting practice to the kids, and he always short arms it. And I was like, "Yeah, everyone short arms for batting practice. You want to just kind of pepper the, the strike zone." Um, and uh, he goes, "He was like apparently in his head, like being like oh, I should really, you know, get get good, good arm action." And he was, I'm like, you know, Robbie, you're 49 years old. You don't need good arm action anymore, man. Like it's, <laughs> This poor Good. bastard is going to lose re-election now because Pat exposed him as a mental midget. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's, I can't have a mayor that has a yips. I just no. can't have it. But he apparently starts hitting the kids. And he <laughs> oh, my struggled. God. He, he struggled getting, finding, finding it again. So he was like, do you mind coming and doing it for me? And we'll like announce this like a special thing. And then I'll just catch. I was like, sure. <laughs> so there was a previous incident? Was there a scene where he was hitting a bunch of these kids? Or was this... Apparently, this happened at a practice uh, with wow. The kids. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I love this tough. origin story. Just a yeah. local politician pelting kids with balls because <laughs> he can't control himself. I mean, but the lost in all of this is that this mayor is like, all right, I have no control over my fastball. <laughs> so much. so we call it in. Bring in Pat Light because that's the guy that just zips it right in there. Well, I was going to ask if that's out a, of if, all the people to be like, you know what? I got a problem. You know who's going to fix it? 
cat like i was gonna ask if that's why you guys went to dinner like was he asking for tips like if you ever figured it out <laughs> no dinner for different reasons but uh I, it is kind of ironic that i'm the guy <laughs> to right fix the control issues thank you for recognizing that that's how was the pitch how'd you do i uh, could actually you know any one of these where like where you know you're doing this and like i kind of gave him a little well i don't know what that's called but uh i crossed him up a little bit uh but mm. it was fine <laughs> it's fine it's totally fine i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop until until pete blackburn throws out a first pitch i don't care if it's like like indie ball a minor league team like like we need to get pete throwing or I, I bet you we could probably if steve can throw out a first pitch at a cape league game then pete can too by the way, can we? T- I don't. I don't want to bash anyone on this on this podcast, but can we talk about that video that uh, Nesson put up with the Red Sox going in, and he was Steve was a part of it. <laughs> can we? Uh, no, again, he doesn't seem to like me. I don't know why. I'm a great human being, but you're a great human being. But can we just talk about how out of place it seemed that he was in the video? I think it's because uh, Odyssey is like the official whatever the fuck. No, of the Red I Sox get why they're... he's there. Yeah, but it's still too, like it, like I was I was like watching. I don't remember who was on it. But it was like a bunch of the players. And I'm watching like some of these great major league baseball players. And then all of a sudden, Steve pops up. <laughs> That's like I get why he's there, but why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. It did seem out of place. Like if they had been like, all right, like here's uh, Jermaine Wiggins breaking down the Red Sox season, and they'll kick it over to Dale Holly, and here's Steve. But it was like. Alex Cora, Kike Hernandez, Rafael Devers, Steve Peralt, <laughs> JD Martinez. Yeah. And I was like, wait, wait what? what? Like, yeah. Yeah, you, you need to add a few more journalists in there to make it blend. <laughs> Otherwise, it looked like, like it looked like he played third base. Who is Denali? He played third base. But physically, no. Physically, yes. no. But like pre- the pre- the presentation made it seem yeah. like that. Like anyone outside of the Red Sox world that doesn't know who Steve is, watched that video and was like, oh, who the fuck's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> That guy doesn't play for the team. There's no way. They're going to be terrible this year. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody somewhere saw that video and canceled their season ticket. (laughs) This is is the product you're putting out there? No, I don't think so. Let's call it. We're done. What happened to this beloved franchise? (laughs) Wow, bridge or much? Jesus. <laughs> I knew Hybe wouldn't spend money. <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy that he that he made the cut. It just I agree. It seemed very out of place. Yeah, if you're gonna put you, him in you there, needed other media person. You needed other non players in there. Yes. Like you yeah. should have been a part of it, you know, you know, ah. throw, I'm just saying, throw in some other notable Red Sox journalistic figures yeah. that that makes sense now instead of you, you have they should have thrown like Catillo in there yeah, exactly yeah like you, you, right now you think steve's been seventh for us and it's not <laughs> it did seem out of place you're it right seemed a little out of place so <laughs> it did it did <laughs> that's definitely gonna be talked about on twitter that we did that i mean i'm sure that people agree they're probably like uh yeah no i mean the point stands. There should like Catillo should have been in there. Uh, you know, throw Joe Castiglione in there maybe. Um, but the thing is, Pat, it's time to step up to the plate with DraftKings because mm-hmm. their sports book 
is the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. And new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If the sports book isn't available in your state yet, you can still take a swing at Stacks of Green with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Baseball Contest. New customers can play for free for thousands in prizes with their first deposit. Pick a lineup of two pitchers and eight batters while staying under the salary cap and rack up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, and bet $5 and win $200 in free bets if your team wins their game. That is promo code Jared at the DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Got to be 21 plus. Restrictions apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. See show notes for details. Um so all in all, uh, for the people that that watched the the games, <clears throat> I didn't even get Jake's take yet. I, lo- I you know what? Why why haven't we put two and two together, Jake? That take rhymes with Jake. It just seems like that was the clear name for the segment, and we just dropped the ball. We just fucking. I mean, everyone whiffed on that one. Like Jake's take. Jake's take should be a fucking thing. Why isn't that not a thing? Jake's take brought to you by fucking, I mean, we're not going to give a free ad here, but you know how many people probably want to sponsor Jake's take? So many people. A lot of people. Also, by the way, Jake uh, stole the show on the debut episode of uh, Baseball is Dead uh, with his picks. And a lot of people are talking about Jake's picks and the fact that uh, Jake will now be on both shows, has a mic in front of him, the ability to speak. And you know what? I think Jake's take, Jake's take is is uh it's gonna be the next big thing in, in Red Sox Nation. So, so so give that some thought. But for now, since since it's a new segment, we haven't debuted it yet. We're just talking about it. Um, what was your big takeaway from from the weekend, Jake? Uh, I think we got to give a little love to the outfield, to our defensive outfield. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Arroyo had a couple blunders there in, in right uh, tonight, but. When we got Verdugo and left, Kike in center and Bradley in right, it's got to be the best defensive outfield in baseball. In baseball. In baseball, Jake. I love that. Uh, Arroyo's I, – so I talked to him after the game tonight. <clears throat> we'll probably get him on the podcast at some point. Um, working on press passes. I think we'll, we'll get there. I think we'll get there. Maybe even that first opening weekend. Um, but we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll definitely have player interviews. I know that I saw – on the Section 10 Reddit page. I'm just referencing a podcast Reddit page. I'm not saying that this is what... This is not the name of that podcast. Thank you for clarifying. I don't know what this... Yeah, I don't know what the fuck this podcast is called. I'm just saying, like, I saw on the Section 10 podcast Reddit page that people were saying, oh, because uh, Steve's podcast is the official podcast of the Red Sox and he has direct access, That is that going to hurt uh, the unnamed Red Sox podcast chances of getting players on? No, because I'm... I'm friends with them, so I just will text them and be like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? And then we'll then we'll get them on. And Arroyo would be one of those guys, very interesting cat. Uh, and I know that he's taking his new role very seriously because it was the Michael Jordan meme last year where I think he didn't get enough credit because, I mean, he wasn't able to contribute, obviously, as much as he wanted to, A. And then B, 
whenever you get hurt and you miss games and, and shit happens, people don't really care or even remember why. And, and I think that that's happened a little bit with Aaron Judge as well. Like some of his injuries were just like, yeah, like it wasn't like he's made out of glass. Like this, how he got hit by a pitch one time, I think 2018 was the year that he missed a bunch of games because he got hit by a pitch. That's what happened to Christian Royal. <clears throat> he had uh, he got hit on the hand and got hurt, missed time, and then he had COVID, and they had complications from COVID. I mean, a lot of it was just shit luck. So the Christian Arroyo that I think a lot of people are going to see this year uh, is essentially his introduction to the Red Sox, and he's been in the organization for, this is what, his fucking third season now? Um, so I think this is the year that we'll get to see the real Christian Arroyo and it just made sense, right? You have, you bring back Jackie Bradley Jr. And everyone's like, well, what the fuck? Like Jackie can't hit anymore. And like, so yeah, you're sacrificing defense for offense and you got a ton of offense from Renfro. Where's that going to come from now? Uh, Christian Arroyo, I I, I think, I I think, what did I say? I asked him when's the last time he played the outfield and I want to. I want to just fact check. I want I want to say it was never. <laughs> um, uh, let me say uh, I can't I can't find it, <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure it was never. It was never professionally. He's never played in the minors, and he's never played in the majors in terms of playing the outfield. But I don't I don't know what you guys think about it in terms of the eyeball test. And I also, I, let me just ask you this, because I know that you're a big stat guy, Tyler. Where are we at on, on defensive metrics? Because they do nothing for me. Yeah, it's, it's confusing. Uh, I, I think all the... What's the, what's the statistic that you would use if you were going to use a, a metric? Is it defensive run saved? No, it's outs above average. Uh, that's the okay. stat cast one. I think that's the best one. I don't think any of them are perfect. I think defensive run saves has its own flaws. Like you looked at it last year and... Delbeck and Rizzo were considered pretty similar defensive first basemen. I thought Delbeck got a lot better as the year went along, but we all know what Anthony Rizzo does at first base. But yeah. I look at outs above average. It's pretty, you know, you look at someone like Xander Bogarts, it matches what you kind of see with some of the concerns with the range and different stuff. Same for Devers in a lot of ways. Um, but none of them are perfect. I think with Christian Arroyo, one of the great things about him is that platoon with JBJ, Arroyo mashes lefties. He may not be in the lineup every day, but it was like a 136 weighted runs created plus last year. That's 36% above league average. And you look at those two plays today. The first one going down the right field line, that's a tough play. Like, yeah, not a lot of right fielders no, are making that he play. He was right there. The second one, yeah, he kind of tackled the wall. I, like, you know, I'm not going to fight that one. Um, but then he had a sliding grab later in the game. You know, he, for a guy who just picked it up, not even at the beginning of spring training, but the last week. Like, what more can you expect? Like, the mm -hmm. dude's an athlete out there. I said, uh, did you play any outfield in the minors? And he said, none. And I said, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I can't wait to watch this Netflix documentary. Who do you want to be cast as you? And he said, Leo, for sure. <clears throat> or Chris Hemsworth. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think for a guy that quite literally has never played the outfield. Um, the eyeball test wasn't terrible. Um, I think he'll get there. I think he'll adjust. Uh, speaking, I mean, like I played, I played right field in a fucking celebrity softball charity game and was shitting bricks. Like there was like, I don't know, 2,500 people there. I was very nervous just standing out there in a game that didn't matter. That wasn't being televised. Having your first 
time standing in an outfield, be it Yankee Stadium, Red Sox, Yankees, and you have those fans breathing down your neck. And uh, I mean, the balls that are coming out there are coming in red hot. Um, Sunday yeah, night baseball, I can, too. Kiki Hernandez mic'd up next to you. Yeah, I, I, I can get how that wouldn't be just in a snap your fingers adjustment to make. Even if, I don't care how great of an athlete you are, <clears throat> but I am. Uh, a, a believer in the Christian Arroyo in the outfield uh, experience. I think that we're going to get there. I think we're going to have to get there because, um, you know, Jackie's offense is what it is. He's, we know what he can be defensively. We've, we've been there, done that with Jackie. Um, but <clears throat> I think, you know, losing Kyle Schwarber and Hunter Renfro, you're going to have to make up for that offensively. That's where Trevor Story comes in, who is out with the flu on Sunday. Uh, and I do think, as we just heard those those numbers against lefties that Christian Arroyo is a is a major piece that not enough people were talking about in terms of where are we going to find the offense that we just lost from Schwarber and Hunter Renfro. So we'll see how it goes. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Uh, I don't know that uh, we'll get to a point where we're talking gold glove or anything, but I, I don't want to I don't think we'll get to liability either. I don't think that we'll get there. We'll be nice and comfortable in the middle of the spectrum. And what does it stop you from doing? It keeps J.D. Martinez from being out in the outfield. I love J.D., but we know when he had to play the outfield last year, this, he wasn't the same guy at the plate. Keep J.D. Right. healthy. The lineup keeps rolling. It's a win-win-win. And say Tristan Cassis is up two months from now, you have another guy in Bobby Delbick that you could possibly plug out in the outfield as well. You're going to have options. This roster is as flexible as you're going to get. At and he runs like he has a dump in his pants. <clears throat> I was. Uh, he was safe. To, he was safe. He was today. safe. He was safe. I don't know how that safe. wasn't challenged. No idea. That's that was no crazy idea. to me. I like had to check to see if I missed some rule change in the past couple of years where I was like, are they not allowed to challenge anymore? Because that was obvious as hell. Yeah, he was. He was safe as hell. Uh, Julio. Julio runs like he has a dump in his pants. I. <laughs> it was on my birthday. Um, one of the gone bridge guys posted the, a video, um, from when we went to a game together last year and we were at Fenway and I don't know what he did, but I was just cutting a promo on how slow JD was. And apparently he didn't see it that night in September or August or whenever it was, but he did see it on my, by the way, if <laughs> the video was like a happy birthday message to me. And I was shitting on Julio for being slow, and he only responded to it to defend his speed. He did not say happy birthday. He was just like, I'm not slow. Yes, you are. You're incredibly slow. I think everyone on this podcast could beat JD in a race. I was Even literally Tyler. I was literally going to ask wow. you if you think that you could physically beat him in a race. Yeah. Also, I'm by fast. the way, uh, verbal meme, JD, Pat Light, shaking hands, not wishing Jared a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah yeah what the fuck let me let me just double check to make sure do you that really think true. that you could beat jd in a foot race though yeah he's super slow when was let the last time you ran check. to anything uh i don't know he just responded to it and said that's that's this is what i said Because he's a little sniffly, and when Julio gets sniffly, 
gets extra base hit. So that video clearly says, happy birthday, my man, Jared Carabas. And JD responded to it and said, that's horse shit. And then I responded back and I said, that's just a fact. <laughs> uh, but no, upon double check, he didn't, he, he saw all the birthday messages and did not say happy birthday. So, um, Pat Light, JD Martinez, arguably two of the worst friends that I have. <clears throat> I would also like to point out, uh, update. Uh, I'm still at zero games attended this year. Did not go to New York. Um, am not planning on going it? to Detroit. No, I didn't think about it. I, I went to college hockey uh, games this weekend. Still found a way to watch all three Red Sox games. No big deal. Uh, but there is a dedicated Twitter account now uh, that is just tracking how many Red Sox games that I go to. And it's, did Pete go to the Red Sox game? And the handle is Pete Road to 30. And they have posted no for each of the days that I did not go to Yankee Stadium to watch the Red Sox. So, yes, still at the counter is still at zero. Also, my friends who uh, listen to the to the show were like, you're a fucking idiot. There's zero chance that you go to 30 games. But it has we've since made plans to go to some road games. We we're counting road games, right? Yes. Yeah. OK. All right. 100%. All Wait, right. what did you say the handle was? Pete Road to 30, I think. Okay, because there's another Twitter account called Pete's Road to 30. We have so multiple two accounts. Yes, but this one hasn't tweeted yet. So okay. you you just talked about Pete Road to 30. This is Pete's Road to 30. The bio says tracking Pete Blackburn's Road to 30 Red Sox games for the 2022 season. And it... <laughs> right, Outrageous. So what a Pete start. What a start to the show. <laughs> Pete Road to 30. And it has it almost has a, a thousand followers already. It had to be account, an account that existed. And it they, was. they pivoted. It was like a Drew Pomerantz meme account that he hadn't posted <laughs> on in like three years. <laughs> Hell yes. It was now excited. People, now Pomerantz. people are gonna think this is like my burner account because I was like a I was like a Drew Pomerantz guy last time I was on the show. Yeah, so they posted three hours ago. No. It's like a account, account history of this Twitter account. It's like Wade Miley forever, Drew Pomerant, <laughs> Stan, and now it's Pete's Road to 30. Did Pete Blackburn attend 29 and a half Red Sox games this year? Okay. Um, I, I, there's no there's no DM history with this account. So Wait, now now that I think about it, <clears throat> If I attend a game yep. and it gets rained out and it's not counted as an official game, do I get credit for that? Yes. As long as I step in the building for first pitch. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just I'm laying the ground rules here. Yeah, I think if if they started the game, if you went to Fenway or wherever and you saw a first pitch or just a uh, yeah, cuz you can't steal them either. Like, you, like in the in the case of a rainout, I would count it, but you can't like. Oh, I'm not gonna like, like oh, pop uh, in for like two pitches and be like, <laughs> I made it to the game tonight. No, yeah, I don't think you would do that. No, I definitely wouldn't. I, it's it, what do I have something better to do? 
that I need to be somewhere else that I would well, leave. If, like, you were, if you were in the area, <laughs> it's like, oh, no. like my friends are going out for drinks in the Fenway area. Maybe I'll just like slip past security and take a little picture and then then go back out. I'm not you. I can't slip past security. They would throw me in jail. Yeah, that's true. I bet you could probably do that at this point. No? No. I was just trying to make you feel better. I know you can't. The only way that I could do that is if I was so small that they just didn't see me. Yeah, that's true. You just snuck in with like a fifth grade field trip. Do you uh do you do you want to go to a game with me this year, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there on Friday. Who are you going with? My uh my friends and their dads. I'm like sixth wheeling uh like uh, uh, three of my friends and their dads. So three of your rule. friends, their dads, and then you, and then me. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> I'll be your dad if you want. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like. I mean, I episode got, like, two, and I'm week. getting adopted. Yeah, I'll just I'll custom make a T-shirt that says Pete's dad, and then I'll I'll take you to the game. We'll we'll take one of those pictures together, and then. We can frame it, and I'll, I'll you can give it to me on Father's Day. Perfect, I'm into that. <laughs> I'll wear, uh, I'll wear some uh, some white uh, New Balances. Will you buy me a program? Yeah, of course. maybe maybe some cotton candy. I get you some cotton candy. Appreciate some you. peanuts. You a salted peanut guy or no salt? I don't remember the last time that I've eaten peanuts at a uh, Red Sox game or a baseball game. Hmm. It's usually just beer and, and hot dogs uh, or Italian sausage on the, uh, on the street. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. Hmm. We should do a, <clears throat> we should do a podcast. Actually, speaking of, I was going to say we should do a, a, like a podcast in person here together. Um, there have been, we we've all, this is episode number two or whatever the fuck. Um, there have been venues already reaching out that want to do uh, live podcasts. Uh, there are venues that have reached out that want to do. Um, I get what would you call it a fucking like watch along? What the what would you call it, Jake? Watch party, a, a meet and greet, watch along. Yeah, like a watch party. Yeah. We should do that shit all the time. Why not? I know Pat Pat is in uh, Hoboken. But you did... Uh, so Pat called me uh, the other night, last night maybe. No, two nights ago. Yeah, Pat called me two nights ago. We talked. We had a conversation. I don't know how much of it he remembers because he was fucking drunk. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> but you did say that you wanted to, to come visit and go to a game. With me, and I, I would love if you, if you did that. I'll be up there for at least. I'll, I think I'll hopefully see at least three series this year in Boston. I love Boston. Yeah. Also, I'm making a push for. Uh, I need I need to meet some people up there for. I want to buy some bars, uh, so I need to start meeting around. So I'm gonna go up there a couple times and hopefully get some business out of it too. Plus, the Fairmont at Copley Square is my like, my favorite hotel bar I've ever been at in my life. Let me ask you a question, Pat. Yeah. You're 31? 31, yeah. 31 years old. Uh, put, a, put a number percentage on it. What are the percentage odds 
maybe not full time, but what are the percentage odds that at some point in your life, before the age of 40, Pat Light has an apartment in Boston? Percentage odds? Mm-hmm. I would give it, I would say probably 40, 60 that I do have one eventually. It's pretty Would you ever live here full time or no? I wouldn't, not, no, I would not live there full time. Why not? Only because my family, everyone's down here. This is where I grew up. This is Your family I, doesn't really care if you stay there, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I'm just basing that on conversations that I, I've had personally. Jared's like, I've confirmed. Them. I've confirmed. <laughs> that, not speculation. Yeah. This is based in fact that your family wouldn't care if you moved to Boston. Okay. So. Well, regardless, uh, <laughs> I prefer th- I, I prefer my spots down here than to live full time in Boston. But I would consider having one up there, especially especially if I start having bars up there. Here, here's my question. Now that you mentioned bars, what, have you figured out a spot after post baseball tavern? Like, what's the spot? I mean, I certainly have. Jared, you got anything? In terms of like a drinking spot. Yeah, like, I mean, baseball, t- it was never a question of, like, where are we going after the game? I'm never going out ever again. <laughs> I went out. That's true. Uh, I went out on the night of my birthday. I went to, and I won't name the bar because I don't want them to get a bad rap. It wasn't the bar's fault. Um, I went out, and it was just a lot of, like, dude, why'd you leave Barstool, dude? What the fuck? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, if this is what it's going to be all year, then... I'm never leaving my, why would I leave my apartment? It basically is a bar. Uh, it's, it's a sports book. That's a bar. I have nine fucking TVs. I have for a person that doesn't really even drink that much. Like I've got a, a shit ton of alcohol here. Um, the vibes are great. No one talks to me. Why, why would you ever leave an environment like that? Sounds like you, the know, what, you know what it yeah. sounds like that you're kind of trending towards what the grand the grand, yeah, that's if there's one, one of place, the reasons, one of the reasons that's uh, that I like those types of places, although they are aggressively overpriced. One of the mm. reasons I like those types of places is you have your own space. Not anyone can come talk to you. That's what I need, and that's what that's what the baseball tavern provided was like. It's not that I'm antisocial. It's not that I don't want to meet people that listen to the podcast. I love people that love the podcast. I want to meet those people. Uh, it's the people that, you know, the people that like spit when they talk, always want to get close to your face. Like they'll just fucking straight up spit in your face and not even like care or realize that they're doing it. Those people I don't want to talk to. Um, like I, I feel like when I go to the games, those people are either sober or sober enough to hold conversations. But then when you go out, everyone is like super sloppy drunk and they'll just like repeat the same things over and over again. Uh, and like there's no like personal space whatsoever. Like that, I just, I, I get super awkward. I'm like, I can't, I can't. Cause I'm always, if I'm at, I don't really drink at the games. So then I got to play catch up after the games. And like, I'll have like three beers or whatever. I'm like, I'm just not, I'm not drunk enough to have a, a drunk conversation right now. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta drink at the games. Well, I, I'm going to now because I can just walk home. You know what I mean? Very true. Very true. Yeah. You know, cause before hey, join, me for, join me for a few scotches. I'd love to. Uh, when I when I lived in New York, 
I would take the train from Penn Station to South Station, drop off my shit, go to Fenway, go to the game, go out after, get hammered, and then I could just Uber back. Uh, but then when I moved home, it's like, all right, now I'm driving into the games. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to drink because I have to drive home to Saugus. Uh, but now, now that I'm in, you know, now that I'm in walking distance to Fenway, now I can just get as shit face as I want. <laughs> but I, can, you would probably know this, uh, Pat. Can you get a DUI on a electric scooter? Uh, I yeah. love prefacing uh-huh. that well, you would know this. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's, I don't know if I like that. Uh-uh. I don't know if I like that from you, Jared. I'll clarify. I just mean, I just mean because uh, Pat, as a bar owner, knows a lot of like law enforcement and like alcohol policy. That's what uh, I meant. Okay, fair enough. I do believe that you can get one on like a bicycle. Mm-hmm. You can. There's different types, though. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't know that it's like a DUI. Uh, it's it, there's there's like a, there's a term or like a motor vehicle like you're operating a motor vehicle and, so, and obviously a bike's not a motor vehicle so there right. are different like it, one's not as serious as the other ones but uh, I, I feel like a, like an electric scooter would be more serious than a bicycle though correct think, yeah yes yeah motor vehicle that's just being lazy I can literally just walk home so uh, yeah maybe I will have a couple of adult beverages at the games now yeah I, I that's where I hang out most of the time where. Hmm? Where do you hang out most of the time? The bar, the the club we go in. That we know. I, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's you go outside and you don't you don't get tickets, so now we got to you know, figure out seats. And then it's like, well, I don't want I don't want to do that. And, you know, I'd rather just you know hang at the bar. Not, the, those, those seats are free. There's nothing to figure out, Pat. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna show you a good time. Also, to be um, fair, last time I showed up, I came with four people. Did you? Yeah, I came with three, actually three, four, including me, and then you had your dad with you. So I wasn't going to try to figure out I love six my dad. seats. My dad's like me. He just fucking chills. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. You are not, my not, dad now. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's your fucking grandfather. We are the number one father-son Red Sox podcast on the market. <laughs> Oh, are we? Oh, sorry, we're not allowed to say Red Sox podcast. You're yeah, not allowed to say Red Sox. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Just now, I've never met Tyler. I'm lame. I'm, I'm not a fun person. There's a we have a running gag. I, I don't I don't go to parties. I, I just all I do is sit home. I'm a hermit. Um, I do. Dr- I can drink a little bit, but I don't know. Never been a party guy. They had to pull me out to the office party and I went. I did my thing. I danced with Zoe. I did all of it. But I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just. I don't have it in me. I think. You're like me then. I yeah. I don't. I don't like parties. I went to uh, maybe two of the company parties and I left in five minutes the first time that I went. Um, did not go to the last two. Yeah, I'm just not a big party guy. Jake feels like a big party guy. You a party guy, Jake? Uh, I like to get after it a little bit. Yeah, you <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Atta boy, Jake. Yeah. I can see Jake getting after it. Every time I go to like selfie, uh, I always just miss Jake. I feel like we have to cross paths in selfie. Pat, have you ever been to selfie? I feel like we've had this conversation where you've never even been there. I've been to Southie. I've never been out in the bars though. We went to one bar one time and it was like a really long line. And I like, sounds like girls, we were, 
the girl, yeah, the girls we were with and the guys we were with were like, all right, this is, you know, we got to stay in line. I was like, no, we don't. I'm leaving. Uh, I'm not going to stand here. So. Going to bars in Southie is essentially a cult. It's They're like, we have to do this. That's These are the rules. Yeah. It is a Thursday night and we, we have to go to Lincoln. It's like in our lease agreement. <laughs> yeah, it's I like, was, no, I've, I think there are other bars that you can go to. No, you can't. I've I've passed lines in my uh, that's I don't do that anymore. I'm too old for that. So if there's a line, I just go find. I'd rather the dive bar anyway. So I'm just gonna yes. stroll over there. Well, those are that's my those guy. are dive bars. Like Selfie is that is not a dive bar. The, what Lincoln? No. Lincoln is not a dive bar. I mean, because it, it's not a dive bar because so many people will go there, but it's it's got a divey atmosphere. If it wasn't crawling with people, yeah. I guess I just I, I I think it's too big. I would consider it too big to be a dive bar. Lincoln, yeah, it's not that big. It's big enough to like fit half the population of Southie every every weekend. Yeah, Lincoln. I mean, uh, Southie has is is like the Hoboken of Boston. When I think dive bar, I think like cash, bo- like cash, like a light threat of being stabbed. Uh, Kino. Like, Kino, yeah, like maybe some Papa shot in there, like pretty dark. The floors are a little sticky, and it's not super big. It's like probably like doesn't have to be a hole in the wall, but mm. not super big. Yeah, we had this problem last year where I think we we would talk fairly often about like where where's the new post game spot, and we just never really arrived on anything. Like we we did go to Cheeky Monkey a few times, and I I like Cheeky Monkey, but it's just it there's it's not like there's nowhere to go to just ha- like stay within your group. You're just always out right. in the open. Yeah, I I think Cheeky Monkey is a cool spot, but like it just I wouldn't imagine it had like the same feel as like a baseball tavern after a game. Yeah, the first bar in the Fenway area that will offer me the opportunity to go oh, there. Not wait Stop. in a line and not have to talk to a single person, including my own friends. That's the bar I'm going to. Like if I went with five of my friends, I don't even want to talk to them. I just want to sit there and I want to drink some uh, vodka lemonades and scroll Twitter. That's why I'm there. See, That's this is I how I feel. Jared, this is exactly how I feel. I don't want to socialize. I don't want to talk. Right. I just want to sit and tweet. That's it. Yeah. Wow. I want to sit there and I want to tweet and like every 35 minutes or so, I want to be like, oh shit, this, I fucking love this song. Turn that up. Yeah. And then like, and then they play some other shitty music and then like 35 minutes go by and you're like, oh fuck, I love that song. And then you go home. That That's. It sounds or, like I'm going like, out with Jake this year <laughs> until Pat <laughs> yeah. gets his apartment in Boston. Yeah. But like Me, I Jake said, and Pat will rip it up. It's fine. I'll go out. I'll go out. I just need my bubble. Typically, you get a bubble because you've worked on it. Like, it, like you get a bubble at Green Rock because you know me, but mm-hmm. it, and we've been friends for a long time. Perfect like, example. You yeah. give me a bubble at Green Rock. Yes, but like I'm saying, like you need to go meet the Pat of some of these bars. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just strolling in and asking for your own space is a little bit of a hassle. I'm, I must tell you. <laughs> so, it, it, you need you need me to go make sure that everyone does it for you. Yeah. Well, I don't know you like that. That's the catch 22. Yeah, you should do that. 
one of those bar, one of those bars has got to be for sale. If anyone listening knows some owners over there that might be interested, please shoot me a text. You don't have my number. Well, <laughs> <laughs> find a way to contact me. I'm sure you should give your number out on the podcast, Pat. Just say it. All right. If you if you want to reach Pat. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe if you text. declare, if you declare like a post game spot, and you bring the business there, maybe whoever is running the show is going to give you your bubble. That's that's also a way to do things. Or we can just talk about it on the podcast, and then maybe someone will hear it and be like, "Hey, I work it here. If you want to, if you want your bubble, I got your." I got your bubble bath, baby. It's essentially what, what I, I was getting at, but I was yeah. being less obvious about it. Why do we have to be sneaky about it? Uh, we don't have to, but I think that I was doing a pretty good job of putting the vibe out there. And then you're like, I've got an idea. <laughs> and you just said the exact same thing that I was trying to say. But I feel like you don't want to be in my bubble, Pete. You want to like mingle and like talk. I to want people. you to be happy and I want to be able to go to the same place as you after a game, even if I don't go in your bubble. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to part ways. I want you to have yeah. a good time in, under the same roof that I'm having a good time. This father son yeah. relationship has got very That's complicated right. very quickly. Dad, yeah. I'm just trying to take care of you. <laughs> right. And I feel this way about any social situation. This isn't just like a Fenway area thing. Like I've, I've had these discussions with like any potential like girl that I might date being like, Hey, if we get married, I'm not going to the reception. (laughs) Yes. I I don't want to dance. I don't want to be Mm -hmm. around people that are dancing. Even if I'm also not dancing, I don't want to have to socialize with my family or your family or your friends or even some of my friends. Um, So you can go and like have a good time and all that. I'm going to go home and that's where I'm at on wedding receptions. All right. Well, so, appreciate that. I respect it. Yeah. I really feel like holding, Pat, holding not, my breath on that wedding. Don't let sure. them judge you, Jared. I yeah, understand. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Pete can't wait for there's, that one. Yeah. There's, there's people like us out there. We just, we just have to find like-minded people and we can, we can be alone together. We can that's all just... It. Hang out in a corner where no one talks to each other and we can look at Twitter. Who wouldn't that's, want to be a part of that? That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I love every second of that. Um, any other thoughts on, on the Yankee series? We all were pretty off on our predictions. Mm. Mm. We weren't that far off. Little League ballpark. Yeah, they, they they could have had two out of three, and if they had two out of three, they would have won the series, which is essentially sweeping it. So you're right, we weren't that far off. They should have. They sh- the game that Stanton and DJ LeMay who hit home runs, it was not an exaggeration. Like sometimes you would just say like, "Oh man, that's a Yankee Stadium home run." Like, no, no, no. There are ways to actually measure this. The DJ LeMayhew and John Carlos Stanton home runs in that game only were home runs at Yankee Stadium. They were not home runs in the other 29 ballparks in Major League Baseball. So the Red Sox took two, two out of three. I was uh, like a little a little buzzed at this point, but am, am I crazier? Did Stanton pimp that home run? Was it Stanton who pimped that home run or was it LeMahieu? And it like literally landed in the first first row. LeMay was going nuts, going around the bags. Like, he was screaming. 
I thought that one of them like kind of admired it out of the out of the the batter's box, and I was like, "Dude, are you kidding me? That was a like a literal foot away from not getting out." Still counts. Still counts, but like, at least get over, get one foot over the fence in a real stadium. I'd criticize Stan, but he scares me. He's a big boy. Big Very boy. big. Mm-hmm. No. <sighs> um. Anyways, that series is over. And it's time for the Stop and Shop Look Ahead. It's brought to you by Stop and Shop. Uh, head on over to Stop and Shop and get uh, five pounds of tangerines. Um, five cents of tangerine, I believe, is the deal. Use the promo code uh, Nameless Red Sox Podcast at checkout. And it's, it's a verbal coupon. There's no online order. Red Sox are going to Detroit. And I want to make this point. Um, the start times for the next two weeks are fucking garbage. I was just looking at that. It is crazy. All right. So I don't mind the the, the two 1 p.m. games in the middle of the week. Big day baseball fan. But oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I love I love day baseball, especially during the week. It's the, it's the best. But 510 on Monday. 5 so 10 p.m. 5:10 is the series opener. Then you got 1:10 on Tuesday, 1:10 on Wednesday, day off, 2:10 on Friday, 4:10 on Saturday, 1:35 on Sunday. Then you have the marathon game at 11:10. Then you finally got two 7:10 starts. Then that Thursday is 1:35. What? <laughs> the, like I think there's maybe for the next two weeks you get consecutive days of the same start time twice That's that sucks insane. yeah that is wild just based off of the like the variety of start times in that mix too like a 5 o'clock a 1 o'clock a 2 o'clock 4 o'clock an 11 o'clock Obviously, that's like a, a weird one, but like, and then a seven o'clock. Outrageous. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Anyway, stop and shop, look ahead. Uh, Michael Walker making his Red Sox debut against Matt Manning. And you got Rich Hill in his seventh fucking stint with the Boston Red Sox coming back against Tyler Alexander. And in this one, you're probably going to want to tune in for series finale, 1.10 p.m. is Nathan Avaldi versus our old friend, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, that'll be interesting. Uh, again, I, I don't love going back <clears throat> and referencing... Um, numbers from last year or anything like that new year new i mean guys figure shit out they work on shit um whatever anyways matt manning tigers were eight and ten in his starts last year uh interestingly enough though tyler alexander the tigers were 11 and three in games that he started last year 
which was of note. Um, but Eduardo Rodriguez on opening day, four innings, four hits, three Ernie's, two walks, two strikeouts. Um, but yeah, his his uh, debut wasn't probably anything that he would have enjoyed. Um, but I'm very interested to see how that's going to go. And I don't. I, I I referenced this before when we mentioned Erod in, in the first episode. It just feels to me like there was more to that story. Like the fact that he left that soon, and there was no. I mean, the, the, like Tyler was gushing about him, and I love Eddie as well. So it seems like someone that the Red Sox would want to bring back. The fact that he left that quickly, I don't know. And I'm not saying that as someone who knows something. And is like, all right, there's something here. Let's dig there. I just, it's just a gut feeling that I get. Uh, but he Michael took Walker, that last shot at them. He took that last shot at Xander, the Gold Glove shortstop. That rings strong. That will be out there when they go and play. Like, I don't. That is true. If I'm Xander Bogarts at the plate, how am I not thinking about that? How did right. you not appreciate some of the run support over the years? Right. Yeah, I didn't love that. I don't know. I, I, I don't like when. I don't like when that stuff happens. No, it's uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But to note with Michael Walker, his September, six appearances, five of them were starts, three ERA. The whip was well below one. Strikeouts per nine were around nine. So I think, you know, people were talking about the differences he might have made, and that was kind of ditching his cutter. Uh, it was his number two pitch for the first four months of the season. He used it about 32% of the time and then used it 2.5% of the time in September. And that's when he saw results. So it's like, hey, your cutter sucks. Stop using it. And he was like, all right, sick. And then he did. Uh, he started increasing the use of the fastball, four-seam fastball. Uh, and, and hitters had a really hard time with the fastball. Rich Hill? I, I'm excited that Rich Hill's back. I just, at some point, he's, what, 42? Two? Yep. He's 42 years old. Uh, I mean, I, I know that you're expecting Chris Sale back at some point. The Red Sox need to do something with their rotation because looking at what Nathan Avaldi did last year, making nearly all of his starts, you can't bank on that again this year. Rich Hill being at his age, Tanner Houck being a guy that uh, the Red Sox notoriously have not let see the uh, line up for a third time. It just seems like there's not enough depth to sustain. Uh, I don't want to. I think it's too dramatic to say a, a winning season, but a championship contender seems more fair than it's, the Nathan Avaldi. What are you gonna say? Yeah, it's terrifying. Like uh, we were kind of like talking about this last time a little bit, but if Nate Avaldi went down tomorrow, where are you at? Like you're free falling. Are you not? Like right. you have so many innings in the middle of that rotation that are now gone. And I love Nate. You know, if, if he can even be close to what he was last year, you're going to be in a really good spot. But just not having another arm in the mix. And I think the Red Sox know that. I think that's why they have scouts at Frankie Montaz's starts right now. They're trying to get a feel there. I wouldn't be surprised if the Red Sox make a trade really early in the season because those innings in the middle getting Tanner Houck back into the bullpen. And I don't want to read too much into tonight and some of the struggles he had. It's just, you are so thin at this point that multiple spots on your pitching staff from Matt Barnes going down, Josh Taylor going down, you're one more blow away from being in a place where, you know, you could easily fall out of that tier that I think they're in the same with the Rays and the Yankees with the Blue Jays above them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tyler, the Tyler Alexander uh, start, it, that might be the one that I don't feel great about. But I, I like a solid two out of three. I'll take two out of three in this one. I, I like the I like the first and the third game. Um, Pat, That's, what do we got? Sorry to bother you. No, okay. <laughs> um, were we doing predictions? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, Red Sox sweep. Oh, you get a sweep? Yeah. You get a sweep in Detroit. Okay. Yeah, they're a little upset uh, after what happened in the Bronx. And uh, listen, yep. they're going to come out hot. Okay. I think the right, bats wake up a little bit. That I'm yes. gonna go Yeah. I'm gonna go two out of three. I, I I'm not gonna go sweep. I'm not as bold. I'm not as cool as Pat. Um, but I will guarantee they win the Eddie start. I, I will lock in on that. Guaranteed. Yep, guaranteed. Make a statement. Peter. Uh I'm gonna go sweep. I think that they 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 close it out on a good note in New York. I think they're gonna be a little mad that the first two didn't go the way they wanted them to. Head into Detroit with a little anger behind them. If anything, the one thing that might screw them up, those start times, those those yeah. those pesky little start times. Let the boys establish some consistency to start the year. Yeah. But I, I'm I think I think we go sweep. We'll wait until fucking May, I guess, for that consistency. Um Jake. I love a sweep, Jared. You love a sweep. Okay. All right. I, now I feel like I'm kind of underselling the Red Sox in this series. By going two out of three here. Um, all right, so we got, what, two? We have two sweeps and two two out of threes? Three sweeps. Three sweeps. Three sweeps. You look like you're rethinking things. I mean, you did pick a sweep against the Yankees. And Detroit's I mean, they're much not, less yeah, He doesn't like to overreact to uh, the first three games of the season, but he predicted a sweep against the Yankees, and now he's really questioning what they can <laughs> the do Tigers, against the Tigers. Well, let's, yeah, let's hold off here. It's the Tigers we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, the Tigers are a good team. Not the Yankees. They're better than the Yankees. You think? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. They all they do play in a in a real ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> That's a bit much. Good point. <laughs> um, was there anything that we missed, Jake? Uh, I think we're all set. Perfect. We got Garrett Whitlock. We did a nice little discussion about the Yankee series. We got Garrett Cole being a little pussy. Um, we got Detroit coming up. Then what's the off day? Thursday. Mm-hmm. Off day Thursday. So yeah, we'll probably that's nice because Wednesday the game ends at one. We can bang out the podcast not at one o'clock in the morning. And then it'll be for your listening pleasure, maybe Wednesday night, maybe Thursday morning, but you'll get it on that off day and you'll have all day to enjoy um your your second episode of whatever the fuck this show is called. Number third two episode. the number two sports podcast in, in the world right now. Be the third episode. Third? We've done two? This will be two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Good math. Yep. Great. Yep. Big math. We're a big math podcast. Um. All right. Yeah. I, why do I feel like we're for, for forgetting something? We're not forgetting anything? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. 
We should do, uh, well, next week we have Jake's takes. Next week we should also have Pat's picks. We should have some, uh, we, should do, we should do some some uh, some gambling picks with Pat. Pat's picks. Pat, Pat's picks. Pat's picks. <laughs> okay. But I don't think that they should be sports related. But gambling. No. Okay. So I mean, they could be. They could be. Could be like, hey, these these are my uh, my top five favorite Disney movies. Pat's picks. Pat's picks. Seems like you're really winging this one on the fly, Jared. You you said literally 20 seconds ago, gambling picks. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, gambling picks. You go, no, no, no other picks. No, no, no. Workshopping. No. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's basically Pat's 12 pack, but it's it's five instead of 12. Pat's picks. Pat's picks. I'm so happy it's down to five. <laughs> Twelve was so many. People, so were, many. people were yelling at me. It was taking too long. I was like, Jared, maybe do 12. <laughs> Everyone was so angry with Pat for Pat's 12-pack, but it was not Pat's idea at all. He didn't want to do it. I never wanted to do it. And then when yeah. the pod, when the oh, the old pod stopped, mm-hmm. that's all people tweeted at me was, can you can you tell me your 12 Gothic church- churches? I was like, you, you fuckers didn't want to hear it last time. Why do you want to do it now? <laughs> All right, so on Thursday, Pat's picks top five uh, Gothic style churches in Western Europe. No, no. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. That's the yeah. old pod. That's the old pod. No, 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 no. It's, it's, new. it's still, new. It's still, yeah, no, that's fine. Jake, should, Jake. I think top five is fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we cut it in half and took another one off. So, yeah, Pat's picks next week. Pat's picks. Can't wait. <laughs> ridiculous list yeah top five uh gothic style churches in western europe uh past picks. in western europe. Past picks. Yeah, there's plenty <laughs> of good ones in eastern europe that won't be on the list that's really where you got fucked mm-hmm. <laughs> all right this has been great guys <laughs> yeah 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 i'm excited for past picks i'm excited for jake's take um I guess we'll we'll see after this this Tiger series where the Red Sox potentially potentially could sweep. Maybe they take two out of three. I don't know. Someone's gonna be right here because they're not they're not getting swept and they're not gonna just win one game. That's not happening again. So no. All right. See you then. Buenas noches, amigos.